funny. Busting Chops Podcast, wait, wait. episode two, we're on. So we have what's we're up, all everybody? Snowed in. We're snowed in right now. We had a nor'easter. Um, it hit us all a little bit, and we wanted to start off by talking about some of the um, disaster prepping. If you even call a nor'easter a disaster, I don't. But what you have to do to prep I for mean... a nor'easter, Lukey? What you got? You want me to start I... it? You want me to kick it off? I mean, first of all, I have a I have a, a hypothetical question for you guys, and uh, uh, regarding the storm and, and proper etiquette for neighbors when you're going through maybe maybe say you get a foot of snow. So I go out there. Wow. Uh, I go out there today, all right, to shovel. I don't have a snowblower, okay, which is my which is on me. Does anybody else have it in the neighborhood, Luke? Well, let, I'm getting to that point. Okay. okay? So I, I get my shovel, I get out of the garage, I dig myself a little path to get to my walkway. For the record, Luke okay. is a father. He is a father. You can tell that by right. this rant. <laughs> right. So I get to I get to my walkway and my neighbor, my next door neighbor, who's a good guy. I felt like I had a pretty good relationship with this guy. Um, he's got a snowblower and he's just ripping through his driveway with this thing, just demolishing the, the foot of snow that we got. He's not even breaking a sweat. And I'm out here. I'm just getting crushed. My back's hurting. You guys know from the Christmas tree story that I had, my back still hasn't fully recovered. And I got to tell you what, after today, it's in bad shape. Okay. So anyways, I'm shoveling out my walk. This guy just rips through the driveway. He's done in maybe 15 minutes. He doesn't even fucking look at me. Like I'm stopping after every couple scoops, taking a look over. Like, should I not expect anything? Should I expect anything? Was there a wave at any point? This is the fucked up thing. So at the very end, as he's rolling his snowblower back into his garage, he looks at me and says, oh, hey, what's going on? And just gives me the wave and disappears back wow. into his house. Okay. Uh, first. Th- so tell first me, off, is that fucked no, up? Should no, I not? No, you're, I you're a man. Uh, that's your house. You are the lion of that den. Uh, I feel like a couple beers go a long way in that situation, though. If you bring out a couple I, beers, I, I you can flag someone story. down. Yeah, I, I believe, not, if, you, I believe if you went over him. and paid homage to him, he might right. he might have changed his decision. He might have helped you out. Might have, right, you but know. I'm I'm not asking for the whole the whole kit and caboodle. I'm saying, hey, maybe you know the plow came by, blocked in the driveway. Right, can you right. Come, maybe I just see. come in. You know, give me a little okay. give me a little exit strategy. But well, I don't we know. do we do have listeners that are down south. Um, I know that for a fact down in Florida. So. The, the plows will come by if you live on a road. And even if you've plowed your driveway or snow bloated or done whatever, shoveled it, uh, they'll leave ice chunks and it will. So get heavy. A so heavy. It, it gets so heavy. So, Lukey, OK. All right. I see where you're going with that. Well, now I, I got to go. I got to go. Gotta get a snowblower. Snowblower. You got to get a snowblower. That's, that's, well, that's, no, that's no, a no question. I'm against go the snowblower. 15, the 1500 no, bucks no. or whatever it is to get it. You don't even have a real driveway. For those of you guys that don't know, Alex's driveway is on a slant that literally you hope roller coasters have. You can only hope that roller coasters have the type of fucking decline. But no, all, all I'm saying is I just felt like he, he hung me out to dry a little bit, but I'm not sure what the proper etiquette is as well. You know, so I don't know if we have any home. Like, I feel like if. I was it was reversed and I saw my neighbor just struggling. I would probably help out. I mean, how much gas? My neighbor, my neighbor has one. Do I give him gas money? Am I giving him gas money? You should you should have went over if you wanted something. That's my opinion. Yeah, my neighbor helps me out all the time. and He has one leg. Do you ask him? Do you go over and ask him? Does he come? No, no. I scratch his back. I mow his lawn. He blows my snow. It's kind of a mutual agreement. Do you have any type of arrangement? 
Do you have any arrangement with your neighbor? Do you even know his name? No, I do. I won't say it, but okay. Uh, All I right. Know him. He's like I said, we've, we've talked and he tells me anytime you need anything, you know, I'm here for you. I could fucking use you today, big dog. Well, let me let me start with, you know, what the question was here. What are musts for the Northeast? Well, okay. Well, first off, my perspective this week, I got a little flustered yesterday. I went to Luke's favorite place, which is my local grocery store, which is always a walking shit show. It's miserable. Luke used to drive 10 minutes in the other direction, 10, 15 minutes just to get groceries to avoid this disaster. So people were all loading up with food. I mean, it's post coronavirus. So people always hit the stores and prepare to be snowed in for days. And for some reason at stop and shop, which is already a disaster, they ended up having the regional manager come in that day who was supposed to streamline things. Never like that. That's big it, juice. And it did not there for one reason. And you know what? It did not help. He, he decided to line everybody up like Home Depot did after the pandemic in the liquor aisle going all the way down. <laughs> like, so everybody was in one line all the way to the back of the store, started wrapping around. It was a disaster. It took me like 45 minutes to go in, buy a bunch of my, you know, staples when, when I go to, you know, the frozen pizza, steak, sausage. Yeah. You know, sausage. Yep. 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 If Bluto's in town, you know, got to get Klondike's Klondike's yeah. vanilla only. Right. So, All right. It, so let's talk about. Can you tell me what's a must? Like, this is the question. Nor'easter musts. What must you have in your household out? What did you purchase? You should not ever have a snowblower. Let me go into that, too. That's a myth. And I know Luke's wow. wanting to go for one. A snowblower <laughs> is like a ring on a tree. You know how a tree grows another ring for every year old it is. Every time a snowblower breaks, it turns another year older. Every year they break. Every year, they never work for the first snowfall. And where we live, we really need to snowblow, what, like three times a year, four times a year? Well, well, and that's the thing. Yes. The, storm, the storm that we got last night into today is probably more accumulation than we've seen over the past two, two plus years. Where I live, it's the, it's the biggest snowfall since 1993. That's a fact. We had 27 inches. Yeah. Oh, okay. Like I said, we, we saw a foot today. We won't see... Like I said, we'll get a couple inches here and there. We did foot. not get a foot. We did not get a foot. Nope. We got just uh, six Ow. inches, I'd say. Yeah. No. By me? Yeah. Wow. It yeah. wasn't six inches. I also come from Syracuse. Well, I was born in the snow. Al, Winter Al came. doesn't know inches. You guys know that. Well, hey, Al has your, your no neighbor. idea how to say inches. So, All I mean, right, I'll, me... tell you, I'll tell you this. Hold on a second. I'm going to jump in here. As part of my disaster run, I actually stopped by my local mall too. And I was so happy that you weren't with me, Josh, because I stopped by the food court and I saw a couple of our favorite places. There's the place that Luke wow. always tries to bargain for pizza prices. The food court. What was that? Sparrow? It's, it's, it's not a, a real Sparrow knockoff. It's a, it's, it's, it's a knockoff. I forget. Which is why no, you can was... negotiate your prices. That's how you well, can there's do it. one guy there. That's like an auctioneer, yep. you know, First you're off, walking by and he's saying, Hey, two for one, buy one, get one on freaking Stromboli or <laughs> something like that. All Listen, right. I want to tell everybody deals, out there about how to go to a food court. All right. This is go not to a food what to court do. with me. First off, it's try before you buy. You walk around anybody offering free sale. This is pre COVID everyone. Now I've even done it during COVID. I, I've, I've freaking You'll do it, it after COVID. Mall. Oh, a hundred percent. I mean, I trust these people. I'm trying to get the bourbon sauce recipe from my local Asian Cajun grill for their bourbon chicken. But anyways, it's try before you buy, you walk around, you try things out, you make sure you build relationships OK, you know who the good workers are, who the bad ones are, who's the chefs doing that day. All right. You know what days are good to go to certain places and what days aren't. You know, when you see a new person, 
you know, you know, and, and I think that's, you know, for anybody that's out there, it's $5 for a bourbon chicken meal. Okay. A meal, no matter what time, day or night you go like that's a that's solid. And I know when they added the Brazilian spot um, at your local mall, fellas, like that guy, you know, what he was doing with garlic sauce and slicing meats. I don't know if there's any man, manly men out there. I'm not like, I'm not going to sit here and pretend I'm a guy that can put shit together and, you know, fix anything in a house, but fuck it. I shoveled my fucking ass off today and I will go and I'll eat a fucking cold raw to medium steak. And that's how many different places do you purchase food from when you go into a food court, Josh? Why, why limit yourself? That's another point about being at a food court. Why limit yourself? You've built these relationships. You've tried these foods. You know which ones not to go to. Okay. You know, if Panda Express is bullshit in that day. All right. And you go and you get the best of the best. You can go get a nice slice from Lukey spot or, and then you might flip over and get a little burby chicken or who knows? You might go to Popeye shit. They got the best fries in the game. Fries. The best fries in the game. It's gotta be like three stops as par for the course for you, Josh. Minimum. Minimum three All for Josh right. on, okay. on a visit, well, which right. is fine. Well, you know what? Fine. That's what, fine. That's what you want to do. But I'm spending under $10. Yeah. Alex, let me ask you a question. Everybody's let me ask you a question, Alex. When you went to college and I brought you to Boston Market, I want to know your food to payment ratio and then what mine was. I have no idea what the food to payment ratio was. I'm intimidated by Boston Market to this day because I went there for the first time. I was a green freshman in college. No idea how the world Dummy. worked. And all of a sudden we're ordering things left and right. And I'm like, Oh geez, it's like Starbucks. There's like a certain lingo here with macchiatos or something. And I was scared to go to Boston market on my own from that on. Cause I didn't know how to order. So yeah, somehow to I got our listeners to our listeners. Yeah. Do you know what the big ling- lingo was that he didn't understand the The macchiato latte vente. Okay. Language. He understand what a la carte meant. Okay. That's what you don't understand. And this man's out here ordering crap a la carte as opposed to getting deals. So, yeah, when they started punching numbers, the numbers looked funny in the light for Alex. They were a little bit more expensive than, than Uncle Stinky. That's me. Okay. They were a little bit overpriced for him. And he was like, how did you spend that much and got that much? It's very simple, Alex. You take a look at the prices and you understand the language that they're speaking at the restaurant. It's very difficult not to get your money's worth at Boston Market. You have to really work. It's been about it's been about that. eleven years since I've been there, so I don't really know the exact. Luki, how much did we go when we spent time? I was sketched out, though. I was sketched out. Uh, we were there once a week, probably once Had a week. They knew us. Yep. Oh, uh, they gave us all. They gave us all the, the wheels and deals. Yep. I mean, they gave me the bigger. They, you know, do the half chicken meal. They give you the bigger half. You every know, time. Every they time. They let us pick extra scoop of corn. Yeah. Whatever. You, the mashed. Whatever hey, we want. got a new thing. Let's try they it. You guys want to try it? Absolutely. Oh, that's huge. That's huge. Yeah. Um, not not going to not going to digress, but I uh, I don't want to fail to bring this up. Um, Alex, a lot of a lot of my friends in the south, they think nor'easters are called north easters. Um, and that was a big debate I had with a buddy of the phone today. Um, I went outside. I got a couple people out, shoveled. My sister uh, lives next door to me and my brother in law is a police officer. Um, he got held over. Um, thank you to all our law enforcement officers, but um, he he got held over at his shift. So I went over and shoveled them out two feet of snow. They got two little ones that are the light of my life, light of their lives as well. Um, they were all over the place. They had their own shovels, crying, 
crying for Uncle Stink. You know, it was an absolute nightmare, but I got them out. A couple people got stuck. I moved them. Um, anybody goes into a nor'easter and not a northeaster, you bring ibuprofen. You bring your best booze. You bring your shovel. You bring your rock salt. You get your best snow gear. Okay. And, and okay, maybe you don't get a, a, a snowblower because Al hates him. I get where you're coming from, Luke. He, my father got a rest of soul. We had him on a different one every year. I get where Al's coming from. But you bring a fucking great effort. You bring a great energy and a great attitude. And I think you can defeat a nor'easter any day of the week. It's kind of like a hurricane. I, I, Lake I, effect. That's a whole nother story. Lake effect is worse than nor'easters. Well, yeah, you can't you can't see shit. That's an, that's a different thing. But where we're at right now, you know, not needing a generator. My my heat, thank God, never went off. My lights never flickered. Cable was on. I'm still fat. The Wi-Fi worked. You know, what am I supposed to say? Everything worked. Yeah, the only thing you gotta do is just get out, get out, and, and uh, clear the shit out. You know, and hopefully stay healthy, not hurt your back, or, or you know. Uh, Maybe not piss off your neighbors. I don't know what I did to the guy. I you didn't to, do anything. To talk Luke, to what him. you didn't do is I'm you didn't have to engage talk him. To him. You know what the problem is? I'm the most outgoing you ever are is is right here, right now. Like I don't think if I was next door to you and I didn't know you, I don't think you'd wave to me. I don't think you'd talk. Oh, to me. stop that! No, I don't think you would. I don't think you. My would. neighbors I think... my neighbors love me. We're already ingratiated to the community over here. Well, that's because your wife's an angel, and you have a beautiful daughter. Well, I'm you also I'm you also I'm riding the coattails of that. I'm here. You're a bum. I'm well, you're a bum. They look over there like this guy's a bum. He's got a nice truck, but he's a bum. Hey, Lukey, if you if I recall the first week you were living in that house, you knocked down your neighbor's fence with a fallen tree within yeah, one week a, of being a, a homeowner. Yeah, that, was, that doesn't uh, ingratiate you, you with the community at all. That doesn't help. Yeah, no, that wow. was how uh, <laughs> tree came down my property, knocked out the fence and that poor old lady, the fence because this she never year. stood a chance. You're fence not positioning company. yourself as a good neighbor. Fence, Luke. fence companies were out like two months in terms of installs. So that fence stayed there, burnt the shit out of her grass. Like her grass will probably never recover. You are recover not like in the neighborhood. <laughs> Nobody likes you in the neighborhood. Um, but no, we, we've got a brand new fence up. It's good. She's happy with us now. Um, you think she sent a message like told the guy next door like hey well, i know i remember she knocked on my door asked me when we were going to get take care of it or she 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 knocked on our door like two days after the storm and just wanted us to know that it was on us to repair it was our fence true that fell it wasn't hers true. well so it true. was on us to repair it so i said okay thank you for that we knew it hey we didn't we didn't need you coming over here to tell us that we're gonna have to fork up five grand but don't worry about it. We took care of it. She's happy now. She's fine. Listen, Maybe I just don't done. want anything negatively affecting your your perfect wife and, and daughter. If that happens, I'm gonna I'm gonna come down there. I'm I'm gonna burn some fences out, and I don't care what happens. And then this, I'm gonna look guys in the eye. This podcast brought to you by the Home Depot fencing department. <laughs> great. No, never. I'd never great ad drop. A great ad drop. But you know, we only have one sponsor, and that <laughs> sponsor, ladies and gentlemen. Is none other than Trophy Case. Al, tell me a little bit about Trophy Case. It's a little bit confusing because trophy isn't spelt the you know typical way. It's spelt with an E instead of a Y at the end of trophy. It's kind of like a catastrophe. But good point. We will we'll judge that later. But we will get more into Trophy Case. We actually have our Trophy Case Athlete of the Week, and I might even Trophy throw- Case. <laughs> 
<laughs> and I might actually throw in a little curveball and give you the trophy case entrepreneur of the week when we talk a little okay. baseball later on. Okay. All right. That's exciting. So, that's exciting. I got one for you guys. Um, I did not give you my best effort in that first episode. I do apologize. Um, I also did terrible in our bets. So I am the winner of the plastic jug and the veterans of the show. We have Luke and Josh decided that my plastic jug of the week would be Mo Seagram's Seagram's. And I got a bottle. It's not in the plastic jug. It is Seagram's. That is not. Can I just tell everybody that's listening? Me and Lukey used to drink Mo Seagram's, which was uh, vodka. That was the worst flavored vodka you could possibly. They, they don't even I don't even think they'd sell. They discontinue their vodka line. But it was nine ninety nine at Sam's liquor cabinet around the corner. And we would just pick up whatever was hot. What do we like? What, what was the flavor? We really like blueberry or blackberry or what was it, Lukey? I don't know. Yeah, I think I think it was blueberry. But anyways, we we'll get into the story about what we did with the Mo Seagrams, but it, it was terrible. Nine ninety nine. We would finish it in a night on a Friday. Um, and we wanted, we wanted Al to try it for, for his honorable, terrible losses in his picks last week. You'll never win. Just so you know, I don't, you'll never win these. Picks. Get some college hoops in here and you'll, I'm also a very unlucky person, but I got get the college games. hoops in I here. I got two college hoop games for you this week. I'm ready for them, but I'll tell you this with the Mo Seagrams. Every time I had the pleasure of spending a night on the town with you two fine gentlemen, and I went by Josh's house when we weren't living together, I could find him and Luke sitting down on a couch playing a game of Tiger Woods video games with a bottle of Seagram's out. Would you like to explain to me the rules of that one? Sure. Oh, pretty simple. <laughs> pretty simple. Sure. First of all, I would always be Jimmy Furyk. Jimmy, Jimmy Fairways. Fairways. I like to call him. Jimmy Fairways. Get up and down better than, better than anybody else and, and – Josh would be Tiger. Tiger, he'd, have a, he'd, have, he'd wear his Reds, his Sunday Reds. Sunday Reds, and baby. We just basically go shot, uh, shot per hole. So you you win yeah. the hole, you're good. Loser takes a shot. If you have the hole, then you both take a shot. Yep. So we figure around eighteen by the end of that, we were feeling pretty good. You know, the Seagrams was Seagrams was gone by that point. And, and you can uh, only hope that you you honestly can only hope that everything was going your way. And, and if anybody that's ever played Tiger Woods, you remember the grid lines that would go back and forth and they were graceful. I remember TPC Sawgrass like it was yesterday, a night before we went out to a bar in Fairfield called Nuvo. And it, we were at TPC Sawgrass. We were on we were on the 18th. I had had a miserable day. I thought it was going to be my hole. Um, Lukey buried me by two strokes on that hole and I, I wait I had wasted my my preview shot like early in the day um it was listen if you if Tiger Woods could come back there's so many good games Tiger Woods MVP baseball well like, you can still play twisted. Tiger Woods you just have to have the right system and by the way um Josh if you can help what? me out here if you could help me out here, you can still play an old Tiger Woods game. There's nothing wrong. Yeah, but that. they're not making new Tiger game. Woods game. They're not making new Tiger no, Woods games. No. People so still play Atari. Don't piss on me and tell me it's raining. You can't Alex. go wrong with the classics. But anyway, that is your drinking game of the week brought to you by who, Josh? Our main sponsor? Trophy Case. Drinking game of the week brought to you by Trophy Case right there, gentlemen. That's Trophy Case with an E, ladies and gentlemen. You got to follow them at Trophy Case on Twitter. Um, that's with an E, trophy E case, not a Y. Don't make a mistake that. They didn't do anything else weird with the spelling, so keep keep that in mind. Um, what a company, too, Allie. 
trophy case run so, by one of our one of our best friends. And, uh, you know, he invested in this show, put a lot into our podcast. So we got to reciprocate that, Lukey, and, uh, you know, plug them as much as we can. You could even put your Tiger Steps up on that website. I mean, you can put whatever, you know, you shoot on TBC Sawgrass up on Trophy Case. Oh, that nobody could work. cares. Nobody cares. Nobody cares what I'm doing on Tiger. Let's be honest. I mean, I'm, I don't know. I, the PS5, my boss right now. Well, PS5 is, offering, is impossible. Well, my, impossible. well, let me tell you right now what my boss is doing in, in baiting me to get him a PS5. He's offering me more to get him a PS5 and an under, under the table commission than I'm, I could even ever possibly pull off in the next month in wow. my sales cycle. There you go. So, like, I'm talking about. Like I've called up ex-girlfriends um, who have, you know, ties to Walmart. Um, you know, I've, I've called up current current friends that have ties to Best Buy. Um, Nothing. You mean they worked at Walmart, right? No, 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 no. I got corporate ties, Bob. Um, you know, not not trying to big league it here or anything like that. But we got corporate ties in Best Buy and Walmart over on this side of the podcast. Uh, shout outs. You know who you are. I don't even think we can say, you know, I, I name drop too much as it is on this podcast. So I don't, you know, I'm already looking at a few lawsuits. I, I want somebody to sue us somewhat. Tiger Woods specifically. What an honor. Oh, Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg. By the way, for everybody that listened last week, the, the numbers were clear. Snoop Dogg's a role model. 83%. 83 to 17. We had 40 people vote. Don't even think we had 40 people listen to the, the first podcast yet. But when this blows up years from now, um, we'll giggle a little bit like schoolgirls and uh, let everybody know Uncle Snoop is still a motivation for this podcast. He's 100 percent of motivation. It's great that he's a role model. You know who isn't a role model, though? Tony LaRussa. Tony LaRussa is not a role model right now. Oh, Tony LaRussa. How is this guy? First off, the, the Teflon Tony. Tony too many's Tony too many. Listen, we get a little, we have a couple cocktails before we do our podcast. We have fun. Uh, nobody's going anywhere. There's obviously 24 inches of snow out there. I'm not going anywhere today. Um, Tony Lurza is going somewhere after every drink. He has. So oh, no. this is old news, right? Luke, this is old news. You heard about that old news, but you see the video relevant. He's in cancel culture. They're coming after him. and it's, it, it's going to happen. And the fact that Chicago knew about it, mm-hmm. they had to they had to have known about it, right? Had to have. And by the way, that video actually wasn't from this latest arrest. That was from 2007. He also had another DUI. Oh, okay. Not only so he's in, got he's got tape. He's got yeah, years and, of tape. And by the way, let him. me just uh, plug that tape quickly on YouTube. You can find the Tony Larusa DUI tape from 2007. And now this tape is a gem. I know Luke watched it. Josh, I'm going to play a little guessing game with you. I- I watched it. I also watched it. It led me down a dark hole. I ended up watching Aaron Judge's girlfriend get, 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 get arrested. Oh, yeah, but yeah, go. Yeah. All right. Keep going. So Tony Larusa gets pulled over in 2007 for falling asleep in an intersection. And let it be known that he was arrested for falling asleep in an intersection and not passing out. He really wanted to make that clear on the back of the cop car in the video as well, that there's a difference between falling asleep and passing out. Now, on the sobriety test, he was instructed to do three uh-huh. things. The first is walk a line. He had to do nine steps, heel to toe. At step three, he did a really nice pirouette, almost fell over. So you can imagine what that looked like. And then he couldn't balance on one foot. So he was really rolling at this point. You fall asleep in an intersection. Mistakes were made. Mistakes are made. And then the last test is he had to say the alphabet, and he couldn't get to the letter I. 
He couldn't even do that. That was tough to watch. So that really hurt butchered, my feelings. He really well, butchered, uh, butchered the outfit. In all feelings, all right, all right. In all fairness, I've had a couple cocktails. You ask me right okay. now. Well, I, let me add this in here. The video goes on, and he goes into the police station less than an hour later. And we don't condone drunk driving here, but there is a drunk level. No, you're an asshole. And th- there's a absolutely you know drunk level, and then there's a buzz level, which is still wrong. I get it. But anybody want to guess what Tony Larusa blew, where he could not stand up straight, and he couldn't walk or say an we, alphabet? We know the answer, and it's kind of uh, it's embarrassing. But go ahead. It was a point oh nine. It was a point oh nine. He could not say the alphabet to the letter I. My man was barely. That's a fully functioning alcoholic. That's somebody that's staying on baseline all day long, right? Am I wrong, fellas? Like that's a guy that's like. Uh, one of our former baseball coaches, like he stays at this level all day long. He lives one, there. Yeah, lives you gotta there. live. You gotta live there, <laughs> and that's like you. You're not like, and your boys know you as that guy. It's like, oh, he's yeah. he's talking normal. That's that's just, you if know, you're the same at two beers as you are at thirty. That's what you got. That's where you live. That's yeah, the level well, you according live to at. him, he only had a couple wines, couple wines, couple of the shards. Well, no, Melbach restaurant, Melbach, Melbach. That's the thing. stronger stuff. Yeah, get a, can port, I have this stuff from the basement? Port. Can I have this, can I have this stuff for the basement, please? Uh, Tony, give me the good. So show. yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out for him. None of his uh, players want to play for him. I, I I just can I just throw this out there that players like this is the Steve Cohen era, fellas. This is the Trevor Bauer era. Like guys want to play for people that pay them. They want to play for people that give them social media hype. Clout is important. Takashi Six Nine's a real person. Um, they want clout and like, you know, Tony LaRusso is old and boring. Yes, he knows baseball. Um, yes, he's a good baseball guy. And yes, it sucks that everybody's moving on because like I talk to a lot of baseball people and, you know, I know Lukey does too. And Alex is a baseball, you know, junkie and it's our favorite sport on this podcast. But the reality is that, you know, those guys are dying man. like, you can't just, you know, have a, you know, Billy Martin moment anymore. And you'd be okay with it. Okay. The next topic we're going to bring up the Indians changing their name this week is a big topic. And Luke came up with a little activity for us to do on the podcast this week. Luke, you want to go into that? Yeah. I mean, you know, over the years, obviously, apparently there's, there's been calls to action for this, for the Indians since like the 1980s. It just hasn't got garnered a hundred percent. It's been going on as as much attention. Um, and I don't know if this is something that the the uh, Native American activists or tribes um, vote on or, or have issue with, or this is more of a um, sort of social justice warrior thing. I don't know. But regardless, it's happening. Um, and it's probably going to happen, I'm assuming. Uh, I guess the Chicago Blackhawks already came out and said they're not changing their name uh, to uphold their tradition. But, you know, the, the Kansas City Chiefs, they're coming for you. Atlanta Braves. I got to imagine uh, there's going to be calls for them as well. Um, I guess unless I heard Florida State Seminoles, but apparently they have an agreement. No, they have the Seminole they tribe. Have, the they Seminole have agreement tribe with the Seminole it. tribe. Yes, the, they, the Seminole so for, tribe not only for, endorses it, but they right. are the ones so, that So for out. some of these sports clubs and some of these tribes, it's, it's a point of pride uh, that they have a professional organization named after them. Um, I believe that's the case with the Kansas City Chiefs as well. I'm not. 100% sure. But um, yeah, so we decided, you know, obviously they're going to need a new name. 
So what better way than for us to come up with a couple names? You know, I don't know what Cleveland's famous for, what they have. I know they have the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, things like that. So... I know they had nice a Drew playhouse. Car- hey, Drew Carey show. Don't steal it from me, Luke. Cleveland Don't steal Carries. it from me. They're going to be the Cleveland Carries. What about the I Cleveland got a, Rocks? I got a Cleveland Rocks, right? I, I wrote down saying. Cleveland Rocks. I wrote down Cleveland Electric, uh, former former team that me and uh, a couple of the boys were on. I wrote down Cleveland Steamers. <laughs> um, there you go. But that was more me. And and then the one I liked most where is is hear me out, fellas. We just lean in. And we say, fuck yep. cancel culture. We're going to be called the Cleveland Wahoos. And so then for, keep, for, keep. for the liberals, for the liberals on the left, Wahoo is like, Wahoo, we just we just won. And then for the people on the right, it's like, no, we just took the real name of the Indian. We're just identifying them as who right. they are. The name right. is it's not Indian. They weren't. It's like calling. It's like calling me uh, white Josh. No, call me Josh. Okay, so that's what it is. We're going to call it. I'm going to lean in. I'm going to lean in, and I want the new name to be the Wahoos. That's my take. Nobody else can have it. Go ahead. Well, the Wahoos after um, the mascot was created after the first Native American. Chief Chief Wahoo. Chief Wahoo, but they also had Native American player play for them um, years ago. Um, So I don't know. Um, like I said, we could they could lean into it. I mean, you could get really offensive and earn it. If you're gonna earn, if you're gonna have outrage against you, why not just earn it? Do it the right way. Um, I don't know. What about uh, Cuyahogas? Cleveland I wrote Cuyahogas. that down too. I love that one, and that's like not a funny one. That's a legit great name. Having that, you know, waterway, major waterway going through there. What's your mascot? A fucking glass of water, though. What do you do? Who's the that's mas- secondary what's the mascot for that? That's secondary. Well, first off, I just want to point out that um, for those guys that don't know, Joe Biden just picked Deb Hanlon as the first Native American Interior Secretary. There we go. Um, for his cabinet. And uh, is that a Cleveland? team name? We can name the team after her. <laughs> Deb Hanlon's. Um, the you know, we don't. We, 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 well, I'll tell you what we're not going to name them. The hamsters? No. Cer- certain Democratic... Uh, nominee that claimed she happened to be a oh, the Native American. Lizzie? You think we're they're not going to name Lizzie the Elizabeth Warren? No, I do think, listen, I don't think they can go Cleveland Rocks, Al, because uh, Nashville's a real thing. Major League Baseball is going to add a team in Nashville, um, and, and that's going to happen eventually. And, and they're going to take the name The Rocks? No, it just it, it correlates with, you know, Country Town USA and Music Town USA, and Nashville is where songwriters, you know, live. And I don't, I don't see, you know, Cleveland's the hall of fame, but I feel like that's just another random hall of fame thrown in a town. Like, you know, Al, where's the soccer hall of fame? Europe. Nope. (laughs) But the national soccer hall of fame is like right side of outside of how caverns in New York. Um, Yeah. Let me, let me ask you. All right. Where's the football hall of fame? Canton. 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 Why? They want a bid. I, I don't even know why. And I don't give a shit why. That's not where good football is. So it's not like, you know what I mean? So I, I don't know. For me, my point is that, you know, the Rock Hall of Fame has no relevance to Cleveland. We're not going to see it happen there. Um, we're not going to see them probably name something after a, 
they're going to come up with some corny, stupid name. Well, apparently the, the well. spiders, the spiders is, the spiders? is gaining some traction. <laughs> Can you believe right. that? The they haven't spiders. had great history. Yeah, they haven't had great history of their names. They were the Naps before too. The Naps and, for Napa. Oh, well, I mean, Cle- Cleveland. Don Imus says you can't do that anymore either. So, can we just name them all Cleveland Browns? Can we name Browns. name them the Cleveland Browns? All of them because they're all. That's dog where shit. I like. We can lean in on that. Can too. we do that? Listen, because they stink. The Cleveland they, Indians are about to, to trade the best one, of the best players they've ever had in the organization because they don't want to pay him or they can't. Mr. Lindor. Frankie, he's gone. All right. And they're not going to be very good. You got the White Sox. You got the Twinkies. You got some really good clubs in that division that are up and coming. White and Sox Cle- are a real thing. Yeah. Right. And their right. pitching is going to come around. They're and gonna Cleveland come around. is thing. going to be in the cellar. So let's just name them the Browns. All right, let's name the basketball team. Let's all the Browns. You guys, you guys stink. The Cleveland baseball Browns. You're just telling it to fold. fold. And the football team's going to make the playoffs this year. That's all well and good. Yeah. And they ain't going anywhere. Great great for Baker Mayfield. Right. But we'll get to that. That's on one of our picks tonight. But without OBJ. Yeah. Yes. So um, I plugged this before, but Josh, I could use your help again. Our Entrepreneur of the Week brought to you by. Trophy case. Some nameless man in Georgia. I have no idea who he is, but he applied for a patent in July for the name the Cleveland Baseball Club. And I respect that hustle. I don't know about you guys. Oh, I love that idea after seeing what Washington did. But like Dan Schneider's an absolute loser, and he literally just adapted to what he had to do really quick and couldn't figure anything out, kept his colors, literally just put a W up there as the logo, no, like, interaction, no fans, no mascot need. Kind of brilliant, if you think about it, because he doesn't need a mascot he has to settle with. He can think all year. Like, fans don't have to adapt to it. Cool. Um, But he better come out spitfiring next year. Um, Absolutely spitfiring. Yeah, you can tell when they made that decision, it was just pure public pressure, and he had no plan. And he was just like, all right, well, fuck it. We got to get rid of the name. We'll be the Washington Football Club. And now he's had the whole year to figure it out and try and get it together uh, for next year. Hey, shit, they may even make the playoff. They're, they're heading that they got a shot. right now, aren't they? They got a shot. I have a conspiracy theory for you guys. Is it actually possible that the NFC East teams don't suck? They're all starting to win. No, 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 that's stop, stop, stop. They, they suck. Hear this out. They that's all played far. each other early. They all played each other the early. The relevant team that any of them beat was Seattle. Easy, Easy Mel Gibson. Easy. That's too much. Wishful too thinking. Much, too much. <laughs> don't, don't ever try to push that narrative on this podcast again. <laughs> this is why we need a Philly fan on here. Yeah, we, we started this whole podcast, everybody, with four. We're down to three because, you know, our Philadelphia fan – much like Philadelphia, quit. When they can't have it their way, they quit. Kind of like our Athlete of the Week brought to you by Trophy Case. Who's our Athlete of the Week, Josh? We don't have an Athlete of the Week. Carson Wentz, if you call him an athlete. We don't, I'll tell you why we don't have an Athlete of the Week. Because you, you told us in our production meeting, if you want to call it that, that Carson Wentz was going to be the Athlete of the Week. And this guy is not the Athlete of the Week. He is going to be David Justice on the Oakland Athletics getting that money ball conversation. No, 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 no. We don't want you that much. That's how much the Yankees are paying us 
to play against them. Like this guy is poop. I've always said this to our, our Philadelphia fan since the beginning. I never liked Carson Wentz. I thought he was overhyped since the beginning. Um, it's very tough to come back from injury, but whatever the Philadelphia fans make it impossible. And it's great that their owner loved him. It's great that he had, you know, great statistics before he went down and Nick Foles saved their season, whatever you guys want to say. But um, I just feel like Carson Wentz, you know, as the athlete of the week being back up to Jalen hurts and Jalen hurts. Um, I just want to, I just want to bump something that Jalen hurts said. Jalen hurts said he wanted to affect this team like a cor- coffee bean. Um, Damon West wrote the book coffee bean. It's an awesome book for anybody that wants to read it. I, I read it this year actually. And uh, it really resonated with me because um, the book basically sum- to summarize, it says that you can get dropped in the water. You can be oil, you know, and, and when you're oil, you separate things or, you know, you can be a coffee bean. You know, you basically when things heat up, you know, you make things better for each other. You infect them slowly over time, whatever, what have you, what have you. That's the David West did a, a better job, you know, in his book than what I just did. But point of the story is Jalen Hurts is a real dude. Um, he, he's a he's a humble guy. There's no big contract over his head. He went in. He's doing okay. He's gonna be okay. He probably might even fail eventually. But the city of Philadelphia loves Carson Wentz so much that I feel like he has the best hype team on the streets of Philadelphia ever. People will die for him. I don't understand it. Can anybody? Can anybody on this podcast or anybody in our DMs this week before we get to next week explain to me why you love Carson Wentz so much? Besides his numbers before he got hurt, please. Okay, everybody else, go ahead. I don't have much to add to that. I'm not a huge – I mean, we've talked about this, like I said, with our Philly fan for years now. I'm not a big Carson Wentz fan. Never have been. So it's not like I'm jumping off the bandwagon. First of all, we don't like – we'll do whatever we can to, to make sure it's fun when Philadelphia fails. It's always fun when oh, Philly yeah. fails. Yep. So that's great for us in our friendship – um, but you could definitely tell uh, when Hertz came in. I mean, there was a different energy, uh, different energy about him. You know, and you can say he's probably not the most talented guy out there, but you know, he's he's a good kid, works hard, and he's serviceable enough. Um, and and that'll you know get you a little ways, especially when you're new and there's not a lot of tape on you. So uh, I just hope that the great thing is Philly won last week, even though I lost on that bet. But the best possible scenario for us when we're making fun of our friend is that they win enough games to put themselves out of a top draft pick, but also fall short of the playoffs. They pull a Miami Dolphins and go 500, 7 and 8. Watch what your have mouth. You. 8 and 8, 7 and 9, you know, whatever it is. It's spoken um, like a true so Patriots fan. Great. That's a true yes. Patriots fan where they win the Super Absolutely. Bowl and still end up with a top five pick every year. I'm not done with Carson Wins. I just want to throw some numbers at you guys. His contract he signed in, in, in 2019, he's a poop quarterback um, after he didn't do anything to win a Super Bowl. Signed a four-year extension through 2024 for $109.9 million guaranteed for the fourth most in the NFL. If he's not on the roster in 2021, it will cost the Eagles $59.2 million on the salary cap. If he's not on the roster in 22. It will cost the Eagles $24.5 million salary cap. Right. I think he's going to end up on the roster, honestly, just because, like, of the money. But, you know, I, I know Al is shaking his head, and we've 
talked about this before, but Chris guys, Davis. These are number like these are like Chris Davis. Yeah, Chris Davis. You can't Again, take that type of cap hit in the NFL. Get rid of a guy like that, and nobody's going to trade. Of a cap and no, nobody's going to trade. Um, well, maybe somebody will trade. Believe me, there's dumb GMs out there that play into analytics that they believe in. Somebody might trade for him. He has tricked a whole city. What do you get? A, what do, a what do plethora you get of what a plethora of Philly people out there believe in him. You Can't might get a draft at that pick. price. No, not at that price. I think you get a draft pick. I don't know. I was a big Carson Wentz fan. I was his first year, and you're right. He was totally different after that. And I think Luke hit on it too with Jalen Hurts. If you have a new guy out there who no one's seen before and you don't have a book on, I mean, Carson Wentz was that guy. He's from North Dakota State. No one saw him play before. Not our North Dakota team, but North Dakota State. And no one had a book on him. So that first year he dominated. And, you know, I don't know if they win the Super Bowl without Nick Foles. I don't know if they get there and had the success they had back-to-back years without Nick Foles. I don't know if Carson Wentz does the same thing. But, uh, yeah, something's happened there. After you're hurt, you're not the same. And he's kind of crossed that point. He looks less athletic, you know, just by looking Mm -hmm. at him. And just by – it's like he's sort of afraid to run. He doesn't run as much. He tries to extend it in the pocket, make throws, bad throws. Leads to turnovers. At least Jalen, you could see he was decisive when his first read wasn't there. Second read, he, he took off and gained some positive yardage, you know, which Carson hasn't really been doing, which I can imagine after all the shit. How many surgeries has he had by now, you know, on his knees and, and everything like that? So, all right. The next thing I want to bring up, we have DJ LeMayhew so far apart from the Yankees on a contract right now. And that's your boy, Josh. You said you like him more than Glaber Torres once. Do you remember that? Not only did I remember it, I, I stand by it. I still still feel that way. I think Glaber's trying to find his position. I think DJ can play any position. I think that uh, DJ was a proven college player, LSU guy. Um, I think that, you know, he performed in Colorado. Some people thought it might have been a fluke. I think Brian Cashman did a great job by analyzing it wasn't. Um, I think we need him. To move forward he's not only a big piece but like you, you guys know the feeling we're all former baseball players like he's the guy that comes up in the lineup and you know he's going to get on like whatever it is whoever the guy out on the mound is and especially if you're seeing a guy that's really good that day if you're out there and you're facing a dude and he gets a base knock right off the bat i just you know for me i'm going to start the conversation there i'll get into the numbers i know everybody's talked about like we thought about this this week and I wanted to give you guys time to talk about it because I arguably am the most passionate DJ LeMahieu fan out there. And if he ends up with somebody else, shame on the Yankees for being a year apart or $25 million apart when we're in New York during COVID. You're still making money. I still bought Yankees gear online. So, okay, go ahead, guys. Well, I mean, I'll take it from here. Um, I just look at the financial commitments that the Yankees are going to have to make over the next few years. Um Guys, was it Judge is going to be coming up? Liber in what three years? Yeah, we got some beasts. We we have there's some really good some, players. There's there's going to be some really good players coming up, and DJ wants that fifth year, right? Instead of I think they're at four. Yankees are at four right now. Was it twenty a year, twenty five a year, which would make him one of the top paid middle infielders in the game? Well, he's at twenty four right now. He signed a two year twenty four with them. Um. Which is he's very going into say, his age, a, he's going into his age 32 season. He's yeah, going into a, age 32 his, season. His AAV was only 12, though. Yep. 
Yes. He was not supposed salary. to be. But his for, average yeah. salary is only 12 because of the bullshit. He's, Major he's League looking, Baseball sucks at promoting their players and doing what's right for them. He's looking well, DJ LeMay wasn't a player. Point. He wasn't a player. He wasn't one of those big superstar players coming from Colorado. So, yeah, you know what? Yes, Brian, he was. He he had a great year before he left Colorado. He had great years before he left hey, Colorado. You don't right, get a player well, like I'll that for $12 this. million. 20, hey, no, Josh, 2018. His average salary is $8.5 million a year. Josh, 2018. The year, his last year in Colorado. Do you know what he hit? Do you know his numbers? He hit 276. Okay. With, with 62 RBI and 15 home runs. That's it. He Fine. wasn't he a was hurt, dude, dude coming out of Colorado. Now, his batting average, career 305. That's impressive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. That's but not impressive. He has That's not, a- the only year he's hit over, he's, he's hit over 70 RBI is in 2019. Every other year, he's under 70 RBIs. He's never hit more. Three-time All-Star, three-time Gold Glove winner, two-time Silver Slugger. He's never hit more than 15 home runs until 2019. 2019, he blew up. Louie. Had a killer year. Hear me out, fellas. Hear me out here. Three-time All-Star, three-time Gold Glover, two-time Silver Slugger, age 32, and he's getting better like a fine wine. And you are you kidding me? He's 37. I'll pay him until he's 36, 36. What if he's Tom Brady? What if this guy is the Tom Brady of baseball? Like, I'm not, I, I, I just think that he is. No, well, he was a, he was a second rounder, so he's not Tom Brady. Listen, I'm sure. I'm not, I'm not an anti DJ LeMahieu guy. I think he's a really good player and I would love to have him in my clubhouse. And he's very versatile. He can play anywhere. I get that. But with the commitments that you're going to have coming up. All right, you want to pay that guy twenty million? You can't find a guy that maybe isn't DJ Lemayhew, but can give you similar career production that DJ Lemayhew has for less than five million a year, less than ten million right, a here, year. Here's my problem. You can't here's find my that problem. guy. Here's my problem: that the Yankees are in a situation where we fought to get under the cat. We fought to not be that team that bought all the big players. We started to get back to that. We just got Cole Hamels um, last year. And, you know, obviously, I don't think they're going after Tanaka. I think they're going to try to bring up the Debbie Garcias and, and the, you know, Sevies that are coming back from injury and stuff like that. But I'm looking at the numbers, just the, just the numbers, okay? We're just talking numbers. This is, can I just talk to you about LeMayhew's numbers through his years? And then I'm going to talk to you about another factor, okay? Age 22 year. 250. Welcome to the bigs. Got one at bat. Okay. Nothing. All right. Then we go after that. 297. No real numbers in 2012. Here's where he really breaks into the bigs. 280. 270. 300. 301. Excuse me. 348. 310. 276. 327. 364. Those are his batting averages. Okay, and let me talk to you about a culture. And I think baseball, more than any other sport, I've been in other locker rooms. I have friends that play professional sports every, and we'll feature them on the podcast as we go along. I've had friends that are in every other professional sport. Baseball is about culture. You're a Red Sox fan, Luke. DJ LeMayhew gets on. I talked about it when I started arguing for him. I didn't want to talk numbers. I didn't want to talk stats. I just want to talk to you about culture. And he brings that culture. Culture oh, wins. Absolutely. I culture win. I, I've said that 
throughout my whole career. Culture wins. But talent and ability also win as well. You have well, to have doesn't he have it? Doesn't he have it? He does. But let me give you another wrinkle here, okay? Let's talk about, like, okay, let's think about LeMahieu right now. He is a guy that doesn't strike out. We talked about what we had last week about why baseball is starting to lose popularity. Games are out, taking longer. On. He doesn't. He gets on. And you think about him compared to other free agents. You said, is there another guy we can pay? Well, you have George Springer. Would you rather pay him for seven years and see that go downhill? And I like four years for LeMahieu because if things do go south as a second baseman, you have options in other places to put him or shift him around as utility guy so he's not a, a gaping hole in your you know, organization. He can play first base until he's he 40 can. years old. And I don't see his hand-eye coordination going away that quickly. So, you know, yeah, he might not hit a home run or as many home runs as he has the last two years, but he's still going to be productive and give you quality at bats. And I don't think player. you get rid of him. I don't think we can get rid of them. So, so who on the roster are they going to be willing to say goodbye to? Tanaka, Tanaka, well, Voit, yeah, Voit, uh, Voit. Clint Frazier. Voit's a big um, ask. Voit's a big ask. Listen, he had a great year last year. He's been getting better and better. He works his ass to, off. Like I said, they're going to have to pay Judge. They got Stanton's contract. Judge is a captain type guy. Stanton, yeah, right. I'm Stanton not saying might get be rid of trade bait if he doesn't get his shit together. He can't keep getting injured every year. But the Yankees are still going to have to eat some of that. Money. It's also the Yankees. Trade I never worry about the them Yankees. And money. Where the Yankees will eat it. Next question. We'll eat it. So will the Red Sox. Yeah. Right now, I'm worried about the Red Sox because I think they're two years out of making a move. I think they want to get their front office. I think they're going to make I don't a play. Think so. I think they're going to make a play at bringing a young man back from Chicago. They will not be out of the question. I think this man won't. I think Mr. Epstein won't be out of the question for the Boston job. I think he won't be out of the question for the Nashville job. I think that that man will come back in one of those two capacities. I'm sure he'll be back at some time. You heard it. You heard it here for He's too young to be gone forever. So he'll come back. It's only a matter of when. But no, I'm not. I said, I'm a huge fan of what the Yankees have done with their roster and their ball club. They're extremely competitive on a yearly basis. And yes, they haven't won a World Series yet. Since 2009. Right. But they're going to. The, the, no, the chances listen, of them winning one, way, but we're not winning. Well, baseball's not a playoff sport either. They have great regular season showings, and anybody can be anybody in the best of seven right. series. And they're getting there every year. So you got a shot. Cool. You got a shot Pennants every year. Cool. Nobody remembers you until you win a World Series. The Dodgers won a World Series this year. No one's going to give a shit when we look back about COVID. Well, shit. I, I remember the that. Orioles pennants. I remember those. I remember those two years. No, well, I'm, I'm remember saying them because is, you're an Orioles fan. All I'm saying is Cashman's put him in position to compete for a World Series on a yearly basis. A hundred percent, right? And you can't believe, the, you can't knock him for that. That's a model, and, and especially getting and obviously the whole Marlins move with Kim is a huge move, naming her GM. But like the Yankees have also bred assistant GMs the same way the Cubs have the same way. Like you know, there's a lot of. A lot of movement and progress being a Yankees organizational front office person, the same way there, there, there's been, you know, there, maybe there hasn't been under Ben Sherrington. Maybe there hasn't been in, in the Red Sox years in the past few years. And, you know, I, don't I just know. don't see, I don't see a long-term plan playing out for the Red Sox. It's sort of like piecing it together. Hey, we got to, let's go get, try and get Kluber. Let's get, well, I think everybody's in the mix this year. Let's, Guys, I think everybody's in a mix this year with the with the whole the whole minor league mix. They up. traded away one of the best players in baseball. Yes, multiple Last times, year. 
Mookie, be- but Mookie, the Mookie best. So they deal could get rid slap. of David Price's contract too, but they're still paying a portion of that. They put themselves in the financial, and they were over the luxury tax for what three years in a row, four years in a row, and they had to get under. So they they put themselves. They they've signed plenty of. We we all know the terrible contracts they've signed in the mm-hmm. past five plus years, mm-hmm. um, and they've got to try and get out from under them. But and and like I said, that fucking Dave Dom's depleted the farm yeah. system so it's not like we can not look. dave duquette <laughs> davy dan doms. dan duquette yeah <laughs> we still yeah. can't get it right uh, dave, dave doms depleted, Crown depleted the um the minor league system so it's not like we can even look forward to bringing up young cheap players that are under control for five six seasons what have you so well you know speaking front offices billy bean isn't in oakland anymore yeah do we see his name coming is. up do we see his name Listen, coming up anywhere? I just whisper him in, in, in Nashville. I think everyone's going to Nashville. Um, Nashville guy. You're big. Are you going to move down there? I'm if in this, Nashville. Listen, I'm going to tell you that right now. I'm in Nashville. I've never considered being a scout. I've never. I, I am a baseball coach uh, for everybody that's out there listening. I'm okay with admitting that head baseball coach. I've been in college baseball now for 12 years. Um and yeah, no, uh, there's been a huge shakeup with summer baseball. I think everything's kind of getting depleted. COVID's kind of murdered off a few leagues here or there. Local summer leagues are getting stronger. Major League Baseball has strong armed minor league baseball and forced everybody down to 150 players per uh, organization and not including international. And then uh, the rounds were at five rounds last year. This round, this year, maybe 10, maybe 20. Um, and also international pools and then international teams and what, what have you. But really, yeah, no, it, I'm in Nashville. The second they call Opryland. I love country, there. I love country music. <laughs> Josh, you were in Philadelphia PJs. Uh, these were on my podcast. <laughs> these were a gift from Mikey. Are you wearing, uh, one of our friends? You're wearing Philadelphia clothes on our podcast. That's like sacrilege right there. Okay. So you, you purposely wore Boston or excuse me, Baltimore gear tonight. Always. Luke, can you just tell him that's a ridiculous move? Well, we know I was always going to wear Baltimore gear whenever there's an opportunity. So and you get it underway here with some picks for the weekend, some games going to cover NFL, going to cover NCAA hoops. Hell yeah. Start with our NFL picks right off the bat. We're going to go in the biggest game of the week. I'm not even going to wait. <laughs> this is no, nah, I don't care. This is personal trash. This is personal. This is personal. I've waited for a long time. Last year, my um, name on all of my fantasy teams were tank for Tua. Um, we got him. We're doing our thing. Um, we are probably going to finish one game out of the playoffs. That's my prediction. We'll get one more win. It will be this week. Okay. Versus Luke's new England Patriots who have had a hell of a run. Unbelievable dynasty. Did great things over decades. And I have nothing bad to say about them. But, Lukey, are you ready to tell me that New England at Miami is an unwinnable game? All right, you're getting three. They're getting three. New England Patriots are getting three. But, Lukey, I'm going to turn it over to you. Unwinnable game. Well, let's just say if we have – it just sucks that we just started this podcast and we're in our second episode. (laughs) So I don't have years of just fucking – Hammering me, hammering me. 
with the the Patriots Dolphins back. Although the Dolphins always seem to play the Patriots pretty well. They kill well. them. Do you remember uh, the Wildcat game last year? There was the Miami Miracle. Miami Miracle Miami, last year at home. It, and Miami always plays well in Miami against the Patriots for whatever reason. I need a hero. So with that being said, obviously Miami's a better team this year. And this is the first time we can say that in 20 wow. plus years. Thank you. Thank you. Um, and I don't I think probably, you have a bad club. I don't think you have a terrible club. Uh, You're not good. We're, we're, we're obviously You're not, not a terrible club. Years. You're not good. Just, you're like you're about said, where Miami said, is every year. That's why like, I feel like this. Like I said last week, I'm just I'm not a believer in Cam Newton throwing the football. Wow. Um, Even though he put out the best hype videos before the year. <laughs> outstanding athlete, you know, what have you. But so anyways, my my obviously um everybody's probably going to take Miami and I probably would but I'm not going to give you that fucking satisfaction <laughs> of taking Miami. So okay. although I'm probably going to lose this one, I'm Perfect. taking New England getting with the three, points with the points in just, Miami. Okay, with the points. Yeah, with the points. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. That's my Well point. then I guess we got to go to the unbiased person here. The the tie break, the the third the third wheel what have you. It's um, Alex. It's, it's a pleasure to watch you guys go at each other because every year New England won the Super Bowl. Miami, you burned just... a Devon Best jersey that I put in your basement as a heroic Devon Best, one of the best wide receivers slot guys we've had. I mean, we've had some unbelievable guys. Wes Welker. I mean, we've, you know, I'm not even gonna brag, but whatever. You just said I was unbiased. <laughs> yeah, but pretty... yeah, I think you're unbiased. I think you're on. I I don't know if that bias was just because it was my jersey. And I have a terrible past oh, was, sleeping at your house. It wasn't biased. It was just personal. That was it. Oh, it was personal. <laughs> it was Perfect. Then. Yeah, no, it's fine with me. It's it's fine if it's perf- if it's personal. Yeah, I don't give a fuck. I mean, literally, there's I, the things I've done at your house are it's not even personal, but like you could take it personally. So I have to take anything you do to me personally as an OK. So anyway, Luke, I'll tell Luke, you this. Is that a fact? 100%. Oh yeah, I mean, I'm you know for the listeners, I've done some things at Alex's house. I've hid things in his house that he didn't even know about. I came back months after to get, and he was like, "Why is this in my ceiling?" You know, there's things that I. I, I mean, Alex was my you, landlord. I broke the lease. How many times did you threaten to sue Al as a tenant? As a tenant over the years that you lived zero with zero because every time false lived, every false time, it was always shady. Uh, I lived at Al's house, and I always lived in Al's house in dire straits. All right. Anyway, I still need to give you my pick for the uh, Miami-New England game. I love the way you guys go back and forth with each other, and I love the way that New England, whenever they win a Super Bowl, they absolutely get messed up by Miami every single game that year, it seems like. I remember when the Wildcat came back, that was just because Miami just, like, beat New England by, like, 40 that year. Absolutely. Tony Sarah, yeah, that was Ronnie our thing. Brown. Ronnie Brown. He was running the Wildcat yeah. like crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah, but we had the University of New Haven's head coach as our head coach at that yeah. time. Yeah. Um, I'm going Miami. I do think New England has a chance, but they scare me. They're pretty inconsistent this year. So I'm going Miami on this one. That's huge. We, okay. we all know where Josh is going. Okay. All right. We're gonna tra- all right. We're gonna we're gonna transition then. The Cleveland Browns or the Cleveland Wahoos or the Cleveland Rock, or the Cleveland Steamers, whatever like you want to call steamers. them. Okay, and we're going to go with the Cleveland Browns will be visiting the New York football giants. That's not going to change. 
Crazy story. Does anybody know how the Giants name came about? Were they no, named after no Native idea. Americans too? <laughs> no, no, no. I actually don't know. I was going to ask you guys. Okay, so the Cleveland Browns are visiting the New York football Giants. Giants are receiving five points. I think the Giants have been massively overpredicted to have strength over they beat Seattle Seahawks. I think the Browns come into town and wipe their behind with them, I think. Baker Mayfield um, and the entire Cleveland Brown Nick Chubbs, Nick Chubb besides Derrick Henry of the Titans has been absolutely on a tear and has been killing it across the board. So I, I got the Browns all day long. Might even be money I put money at, like game put money on. Smell you later. Yeah, let me know who your bookie is because I'll put money on the Browns too. Um... It's about time they figured out that Nick Chubb's a really good fucking player. Unbelievable. And you got to give him the ball. Uh, But with that being said, it also seems like uh, the Giants, I don't even know if they're going to play. There's some COVID going around the Giants locker room. Coronies. Jason Jason Garrett got it. And uh, (laughs) one of their their linemen got it as well, apparently. Uh, I'm not laughing. I'm not laughing because like, Jason Garrett got it because, like, he shouldn't be calling plays this week anyway. Well, first of all, so the guy, you know who's going to be calling plays for the Giants? What do we got? Same guy that got fired by the Cleveland Browns last year, Freddie Kitchens. Oh, send him in. No, send him in. Also, also, Daniel Jones is questionable. But who cares? They did a great job last week. So I'm going Cleveland. This is their shot. I mean, they're they're. You know, they win. They're basically in, no, they're in. wild card, they're in. I, I want to yeah. say. So I think they, they go down and just piss pump the Giants this week. Yeah, I, Jason Garrett just looks like a close stalker, doesn't he? He had no chance with Corona. He knew he was going to get it. This is point. your team, Al. This is your team. So it's my team. Wisely. And again, I like to think that I'm not biased. So I'm going with the Browns. I like bad teams. I'm going with the Browns. So we're well. all going Browns. All going on the Browns. COVID. Oh, yeah. This is the without one without COVID. I would have went. I would have went to the Giants without COVID, but I go Cleveland on this one. Okay. All right. Wow. I. You know that Freddie Kitchens thing for me. That's great, isn't it? Because he was such a bad coach, bad head coach. Oh, uh, he's a bad head. Coach. But that doesn't mean you're. That, listen, was he managing calling plays people, for Cle- He was calling plays for Cleveland as well, though. Wasn't yeah, but, he? but managing managing a team, being a head coach as opposed to being a position guy is a way different thing. Um, all right. Next game. Next game. We're only doing this because of our friend. Philadelphia Eagles are traveling to the Arizona Cardinals. The Eagles are receiving seven points. Jalen Hurts. We gave him a lot of props. We think he's a good quarterback. Um, again, he's a coffee bean. Going to infect the water around him. He is going to do what's good for him. He's said that this week on his on his uh, media tours. I'm taking the Eagles. No, I'm just kidding. I'm taking the Cardinals. The Cardinals. Are kidding me. The Cardinals are going to roll them. Kyler Kyler Murray is an issue. Kyler Murray is an issue. So no, the Cardinals are going to run all over him, and it might even be an eye scoring game. But no, Cardinals are Cardinals are going to destroy him. I personally told myself before we started this podcast and before we started making these bets. I will never take a take Philadelphia. I will like never the pick the Eagles like the in, any, in any game, and no matter what the spread is. 
Good so call. even though I think that Arizona's going to win, seven's, seven's a good amount of points. And yep, uh, I think Philly will probably cover, but I can't. I'm not going to pick Philly. So you're out. taking the Eagles. I'm taking, I'm t- I'm taking uh, the cards. Okay. We hope not. You know what? Me and you are the same. For Jalen Hurts, we hope it's a close game. Yeah, for Jalen. We hope they cover for Jalen Hurts, but we're taking the Cardinals because Kyler Murray's an issue. After the, the Saints Eagles. game, though, after the Saints, they played pretty darn good. You know, I'm going Ooh. with Philly. I'm going with Philly. I, I didn't want to be the some, guy. Bring some sanity to these. Picks. Well, you have to, because because, <laughs> Al, if not, if we double down, you're drinking most Seagram's two weeks in a row. Me and you have picked the same picks in the first two picks so far. Well, you know, again, with Philly this week, seven is a lot of points. And I would not take them with a money line by no means, but seven is a lot in the NFL. Okay. All right. All right. Let's transition. Let's go. Uh, let's head over to NCAA basketball. All right. We'll start with what's probably the biggest game in the weekend and the biggest game in college basketball all year so far. Um, and I hate to say that because it's not Duke UNC. It's not anything sexy. It's not anything that you would hope like a historic program like UCLA. It's not a, a Syracuse for for lack of better terms, because Alex is a huge Syracuse fan. Not that they're good besides the year they had Carmelo, but whatever. Um, we have Iowa at Gonzaga. We have Iowa getting three and a half. The money line has Gonzaga. Okay, minus 175. That's $175 up to win 100. And then we got Iowa plus 140. All right. I've watched Iowa and I've watched Gonzaga this year. I'm going to go the fight in Fran McCaffrey's. Really? Because, no, no, no. And I'm going to tell you why. Because they can shoot the shit out of the ball. There are a bunch of white dudes that just play fundamental basketball. They are who you think comes out of the corn stalks. Okay. They are the exact people that are just built for tough. Um, Gonzaga is a, a well-balanced team as well, but they're balanced. And if they're not going to play the way that Iowa plays basketball, like Iowa will just, just drop four dudes that can just shoot threes on the court at once with a with a seven, like a six, eight, six, ten guy. Like, I just feel that three and a half is... It's going to be a close game. I'm going to be biting my nails down to the end. I might even lose it. And, and who the hell knows? Gonzaga's played better competition, but I want Fran McCaffrey. I'm from the Capital Region, the Live 1-8. He was a Siena coach. Give me the Hawkeyes. Okay, go ahead. I'm telling you, it's uh, both times I saw Iowa and Gonzaga play, they both shot way too good. I don't ever expect them to shoot that good again. Um, Iowa also has a big 7-1 center, might be player of the year. He's definitely going to be an All-American, Luca Garza. I don't see him being an NBA guy, but he's just way too physical for a lot of big guys to handle. Um, I'm going Gonzaga on this one, minus three and a half. But I'm telling you, if I had to do the money line, I might pick Iowa just because I don't feel like the money line reflects the odds. It's going to be a really close game. It might be the best basketball game we see all year. I mean, if COVID shortens things or even in the money line doesn't reflect the odds. Hold on a second. 175 to get 100. So you think 140 plus 140 is the, the, the way to go? 
if I was doing the money line, you're not I'd say, taking the points. You're 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 saying nah, fuck the points. I'm saying it's not worth it. This, these teams are too evenly matched. I could be wrong on this one. And again, these teams have not had a chance to practice with COVID, and we're going to see them evolve over the course of the year. So I mean, it really is a coin flip. I think Gonzaga is a smarter team, and I I don't buy Iowa and how well they shot against North Carolina. Um, but if they can do what they did against North Carolina, Gonzaga's in for a rough one for sure. Luki? I am, and like I said, the whole COVID thing and Gonzaga not being able to practice for a couple weeks is an issue, but they're just way too talented. Look, what they did to Kansas, beat them by 12, you know, played really well against, you know, West Virginia, who Bob Huggins, they're known defensively to hold guys under under 90 on a on a regular basis. Um, I just think Gonzaga is too good. Um, I'm going to go with them. Good for college hoops getting all these great games early too. Good for them. Well, you know, the best college hoops team in a country is. Luke's and can favorite. I just say Gonzaga's coach, Mark Fuse, one of the best coaches in the country and what he's done with that program. Absolutely fantastic. Gonzaga. That's like a Tim Corbin at Vanderbilt type thing. What he's done over there. Impressive. Tim Corbin. Uh, College Best baseball. coach in college baseball. Yeah. For those of you who don't know, who took a yeah, people might not know. unknown SEC program. When you think of Vanderbilt, you know, what you thought of them 20 plus years ago, what they are now with their program. I said, you know, he's one of the smartest guys in the Fellas. room. He knows it. Great feel for the game. Same thing with Fellas. as Mark Few. What's up? We got something big here. The biggest game of the week. North Dakota. They're playing this weekend. They're playing Southern Illinois. The, the Salukis. Fighting, the Fighting Salukis. <laughs> okay. North Dakota's odds are plus seven. We're looking We're looking at two clubs that, you know, to be honest, have seen better days. Have absolutely seen better days. I still got to take North Dakota. I'm going Southern to. Illinois. I'm going Southern Illinois on this one. Going against our boys. God, I hate to do it. I'm a huge fan of North Dakota. <laughs> getting off the snide, getting off the snide last week. They're one and six now, but Southern Illinois, uh, I believe they're three and zero at this point. Pretty good mid major. Remember they made a run in the NCAA tournament <laughs> yes. years ago, yes. like sixteen yes. years, yes. Ago, if not more. Yeah, that was long ago, right? Yeah. Yep. Um, I still remember that, and that brings up some nostalgia for me. <laughs> So I'm going Southern Illinois. They're going to bring it back this year. Solely based off of that one run. Solely based off that one run. Me too. And the fact, (laughs) the fact that they're undefeated and North Dakota is uh, struggling. All right. Southern Illinois is three and up. The Salukis are averaging, averaging 86 points. Okay. That would North Dakota. North Dakota is one and five. North Dakota. The fighting Hawks are averaging 66 points. Okay. They have a 42% shooting percentage. They're not seeing the ball well. Okay. Um, North Dakota, the Hawks. They always cover. I haven't looked at their against the spread, but I can tell you this about North Dakota fighting Hawks. They've been in full struggle mode all season long, and all the issues are at both ends of the court. Okay. The Southern Southern Illinois Salukis. Haven't had a tough schedule, okay? They haven't had the toughest schedule in the world. 
but they're one of the top offensive teams in the country through three games. They're 2-0 and against the spread. That I know against the spread. That I know. It feels like two teams heading in two different directions. But I'll tell you this, two teams that have played different amount of games. I love North Dakota. I love them. I love them because they seem like a state that's going to adapt to our sponsor, Trophy Case. I, I want to love them. I, you know what, though? I'm, I'm against it. I, I pull back. I think they lose. Oh, is that allowed? Oh, is that allowed? You're reneging. Yeah, they lost. I don't know, Al. Was that already written down? Was that on the board? That was on the that was the first pick on the board. That was the first pick on the board. I've thought about it a lot. I wrote down a lot of information. And you know what happened? I'm just so I'm I'm so jacked up on them. And the crown royals in my in my blood system. Can can you guys can you guys uh reverse that? I hold a plastic jug this week. I don't want to hold it again. I think you're stuck on the North Dakota team. Okay. Yeah, you're going to have to wear that one. Uh, has everybody got their picks locked in then? Do we have any more games? Yeah, we, we have, have a big one. Games, we right? have a big one for you. Oh, oh we do. We have and a big one for you. Yeah. yeah. Davidson at the University of Rhode Island, Rhodey Rand. Okay, Rhodey and I'm going to tell you, and, and I don't want to start with the insight. I'm going to let Luke start with the insight. Because Just so he doesn't have to change his pick again. I know. I know. I want to think about it. I want to think about it a little bit more. So yeah, I mean, we gotta. We're gonna throw a, a Rhode Island team out here. You know, whenever we can, just just do the state. You know, do the fact that I'm an Ocean Stater. Uh, grew up, born and raised in Rhode Island. Uh, actually, coached there for a little bit, uh, a brief stint uh, on their baseball in their baseball program. So I would love to take URI. Uh, no, they're homer. minus five. They're minus five. Just <laughs> so you know. a, I would love to do it and be a homer, but I've minus already five. I've already gone against myself on the New England Miami game, as well as Philadelphia, Philadelphia Arizona football games. Um, URI is well, miss, missing two of their top players. They're and, injured. And can I give you some background? I, I failed to provide you some background. Davidson's three and three. Yep. URI, the Rhodey Rams four, are three think, and four. Right? Yeah. The three and four. And but one of the top players, the, one of the top the players Thompson. is out for the season. Very true. We're at the Thompson M. Ryan Center with multiple Which guys that place, missing. that place is awesome to watch a game for a mid major. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. But I'm going to give a shout out to Kellen Grady, who plays for Davidson, Boston native. He's a Northfield Mount Hermon guy, PG, averaging 18.8 points a game for Davidson. So I think he's going to come down. He's going to light it up. And I think URI missing their top two players or two of their top two players to injury is going to hurt. I don't think they have the depth. I say Davidson covers, wins and covers. Al? Because I got some bombs to drop here. So, I, I'm a little jacked up. So let me just confirm. You have uh, Davidson minus five. To win and cover. He said win. He said win and cover. Yep. Okay, so just Davidson is minus five. I'm actually going with. Uh, so Davidson is definitely the better coach team. I feel they spread out to court more. Rhode Island is definitely the more athletic team, but it's the exact type of team that Luke would hate to watch this year. 
They, uh, they don't gel as a team. They have no cohesive offense. They're just very athletic players. And I do think they're deeper. If it wasn't five, I might go with Davidson, but I'm going with Rhode Island. I'm going with the athletes this time. They got some big men that can really spread out defensively. That'll give them trouble. And their guard play, they actually have Jalen Carey from Syracuse. He transferred there. Most of their team is transfers. Um, yeah. They got a lot of good players there that I think, you know, could really cause some problems for Davidson to stick with. All right. For, so for me, this is something of a tough matchup to gauge. Obviously, both teams have shown flashes emerging from mediocrity in the early go in this season. Rhode Island has been reasonably well, okay, with the, with the Western Kentucky game. All right, but there was <laughs> there are some bad points. Davidson's coming off of a pretty shitty performance. Um, I don't know. I just I don't know the points and, and how close a game I think it's gonna be. I ooh, you know, Rhode Island minus five. I think it it's comes a down to I think it comes down to a buzzer beater. Both of you guys have Davidson. No, I got Rhode Island. I was got URI, I've got Davidson. This is a huge factor for me, guys, for the jug next week. Um, give give me tougher conference. Uh, you get one chance uh, at this. Remember, you get one chance. Give, real give, me, give me Davidson. Give me give me Davidson. Give me Davidson. All right. What do you got for college football? Uh, well, college football. This week, fellas, has been somewhat of a crazy week. Obviously, everything's coming down. Things are flipping out. I'm a little bit upset about a few things. Um, the first thing I want to talk about is the Clemson-Notre Dame game. Okay? And it's Clemson and Notre Dame is receiving 10 points. Give me Clemson to the cows come home. I'm probably going to be laughing at halftime. Um, Trevor Lawrence is back and fuck everybody else. It's a video game cheat. See you later. Talk to me about it. Yeah, I agree. Um, and I think Clemson's going to be really out to prove something. Obviously, Notre Dame being the first time around. And Clemson's one of those teams, especially in their conference, which is so terrible now because Florida State and some of those other good clubs have fallen off. They sort of can just get by. And they're not really tested. And they'll just float okay. through. But now going into a game against Notre Dame conference championship, they're going to be locked and loaded and ready to roll. And they're going to, I think they're, I don't want to say blow the doors off Notre Dame, but they're going to win pretty convincingly. It, the, the line is actually moved to 10 and a half for Notre Dame. Does that change either of your opinions? No, no, neither does it with me. I'm telling you, is there something about a 10 and a half point spread in college and, it doesn't mean nearly as much as it does in the NFL. These college offenses are so high-powered. They run so many plays. And you see more blowouts in that sport than NFL, hands down. I'm going Clemson. Winning convincingly. Trevor Lawrence is going to wreck them. I wasn't really that impressed with Notre Dame. They played Syracuse a couple weeks ago. Very close in the first half, and that should never happen. Okay. Um, well, yeah. I mean. Tell Clemson. that to Dino Babers. <laughs> Oh. Okay. All right. So here we got Coastal Carolina versus University of Lafayette. Okay. UL Lafayette. Lafayette getting five points. The Raging Cajuns. My brother started the program. I am so proud. 
like a peacock or a chanticleer, if you are with any of the Canterbury Tales. Um, I am going with Coastal Carolina. They just uh, let me tell you why I'm going with Coastal Carolina. Beyond the like, they're very close in rankings. I'm going with Coastal Carolina, not only because of the sick haircuts everybody on their team has, and the program they've built, and God rest his soul, the running back they lost this week. I'm going with them because they're not only motivated, but last week they came off a win off of BYU Mm -hmm. where they didn't even know who they were going to play. They were prepared Mm -hmm. for that in a week. They were ready to just play. They show up and play. They want to be in the conversation and the national picture, and they don't give a crap who they play. Yeah, I I mean, you know it's the end of the world, and it's 2020 when both Louisiana Lafayette, Raging Cajuns, and the Coastal Carolina Chanticleers are ranked in college football. That's like an apocalyptic thing if I've ever seen it. Um, I definitely like Coastal's track record more, especially coming off a win on short notice against BYU. I'm taking Coastal as well. Oh, okay. Well, here I go. This I think the jug. <laughs> I, I think the jug might be mine because I'm differing from you two on most of the picks. So the one loss that Lafayette has this year was to Coastal. 30 to 27. Very close game. Yep. Coastal's coach just signed a seven year extension, apparently. So I'm all, I'm all for Lafayette coming down and just ruining all the good vibes and all the good feels going on at Coastal Carolina. They're going to try and answer back for that tight loss they had the first time around. And like I said, five points. And even if Coastal wins, I think it's still going to be really close. So I'm going to go Lafayette on this one to cover. Respectable. Very respectable. I like it. Okay. I can't wait to tell my brother. You're in a lot of trouble. Tell your brother I'm still a huge fan. I love him. All right, I like that. Nothing to Thank do you. with him. Appreciate it. No First, and, and then obviously Coastal's fantastic school. Oh, Myrtle what Beach. Spot. What a spot. Myrtle Beach area? Come well, on. Conway, but yeah. Murphy. Very easy to recruit to. Close. It's it's close. We went oh, down. No, no, we no. went down for a tournament. Played at the sports complex over there in Myrtle. Coastal has a tournament down there every year. Stay at a really nice hotel. It's good. Good times. We got our dicks. No kicked question. In. No question. We got our dicks great, kicked great, in. Great. Beat Marshall to end it. Marshall was terrible, uh, but that's it. We we got smoked every other game. When I was at URI. All right. Who wants to sign us off? No, time out. I think we should sign off with a random fucking phone call. That'd be a great idea. You're, you can't even talk right now, dude. <laughs> <laughs> you can't even fucking speak. Dude, you, you're going to have to. You might want to go lay in bed soon. What's <laughs> 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 Josh going to realize he picked North Dakota over Southern Illinois? What's no, I, I picked Southern Illinois. You too? <laughs> <laughs> Your call has been forwarded. Oh, I am oh, early. Shocker. Fuck you from him. Shocker, Mikey. That's tough. You don't want to see that. All right, everybody. Thank you for spending time with us on our second episode of Bustin' Chops. Hopefully, you guys found some value in the conversation today. You were had a couple. Don't forget, laughs. Luke. 
it's it's all been sponsored. <laughs> it's, it's all, all been all. sponsored by who? Josh? Trophy case with an E. <laughs> so uh everybody stay safe. We'll see you next week. <laughs>